Welcome to Bert's World, where intelligence meets the inexperienced. I'm your host, Albert, with my great friend, Alex. Hi. I hope you enjoyed the last episode with French Bulldogs. Um, today, we're going to be talking about Creme, yeah. a food magazine on campus. Why don't you introduce yourself, Alex? Yeah, so obviously, I'm Bert's friend. Do you want to be called Albert or Bert? I just it realized. <laughs> I call you Albert. Um, yeah, I run a food magazine here on campus called Creme de Cornell, but we call it, we recently call it Creme just because the de Cornell is like kind of long and things like that. Um, we actually just revamped our whole like how we look like to the public. So, hmm. my freshman year, we had a whisk as our thing, like as our logo. And this year it's a bowl. And the reason why we're like, oh, bowls are a way for us to like bring a community together. Like everything's mixed up uh, together. And I was like, this is the most genius thing I ever heard in my life. Like we like didn't hire like someone, but we like kind of did. Um, his name is Mark. Mark was an amazing person because I think he works in art or something like that. But he works for Medium, which is another magazine on campus. And he thinks about things for art. like they have to have intention for it. And so um, we wanted to have a new logo because we felt our old one was like really weird. Like it made sense, like a whisk and things like that because we do, ha we are a food magazine, but specifically it had no intention. So we had like hour long meetings about what our new logo should be. Hour long? Like we had multiple meetings for this. It was like unbelievable. Like okay. I was like, what is going on? And we wanted to, change our like sticker place too mm -hmm. and they are like oh we only take like circle stickers and we're like oh perfect like let's do that and um mark like decided to use a bowl because like how you plate oh god how you mm -hmm. plate things you could have like different foods inside of a bowl it brings people together like it's like a like kind of like not like a mixing pot or a melting bowl or things like that mm -hmm. um melting pot and things like that but it's just like it's just very familiar, like has a com sense of community to it. And that's what we felt like creme was that it brings people together with food. And like, no matter what's your background, like you're there because you have food. And we're like, this is genius. Mm -hmm. And so we ate that. We ate it up and we're like, yeah, let's make it our um, logo. So it's brand new. So then how you said you started in freshman year. Yeah. Were you president freshman year? Or like, how did you get from? what you were freshman year to yeah president. so creme has actually been here for 13 years right hmm. um freshman year i was a writer i before even going to cornell when i was like searching up what cornell has to offer like clubs and things like that like my junior senior year i found out that cornell had like a food magazine and this is like the one thing I wanted to join here. It was like unbelievable. I was like dead set for it. I was like, I want to join Creme, blah, blah, blah. Like it has all the things that I want. And so I started as a writer. And my first piece for the theme was finger foods was um, apple eclairs. And this is why I thought of it. We're in the Finger Lake regions, which is really famous for apples, right? Mm -hmm. And eclairs look like fingers but it's also a finger food. So <laughs> my genius is like, yes, I am going to make apple eclairs. So inside of it was uh, like an semi like apple pie cream. So it had like mm -hmm. really small diced up apples. Um, it was like, like millimeter by millimeter, pretty much like cubed apples. Like I cut these things really small. How um, long did it take you? 
it took me to test like it was my own recipe like i like made everything oh. on the fly and then i had like caramel top like eclairs usually have chocolate mm-hmm. so i did a caramel top on top um i think the recipe came to me like from usually from dreams <laughs> so ridiculous we're talking about that later <laughs> so like it was a dream of mine and i was like yeah let's do it like let's make this thing a thing and i never made like i forgot specifically what the it's like what the pastry is called for eclairs right now mm-hmm. it's like pastry de something um but uh my roommate was food science so she kind of helped me make the pastry because she has done it before um and i had background in the food industry as a prep chef and as a line cook so like i knew how to like chop and things like that so um i like it took me at least like three hours to make it like the time that took me like to think about how the recipe is gonna go probably like 10 minutes tops because like i knew what i needed it to taste like like i knew i'm like oh i wanted to make it taste like apple pie right so here's like the basics for apple pies like brown sugar obviously cinnamon nutmeg clove things like that and then i knew that inside the cream specifically for eclairs they use like it's like more of like a curd um Mm -hmm. like a custard inside and so what i did for that is like oh i need like heavy cream i need like uh vanilla bean i need like this this and this and so i was like okay let's combine those two i need to figure out like the ratio between like water and things like that and like boom it was it was amazing and um yeah a lot of your knowledge came from your background as a line cook and pastry chef yeah kind of i think my background in cooking is like mostly from my childhood and my mom and things like that Mm -hmm. um i feel like the thing between uh western cooking and eastern cooking um is that like eastern cooking no recipe like they just put random things <laughs> and it's dependent on what it tastes like right uh-huh. and like can you replicate that um so growing up i never really had recipes of my mom's um she would tell me like i just know like for example like bulgogi which is like hmm. um a thing that she tenderizes the meat with is coke so i know like i just need coke in the recipe i just know like I need, soda like soda huh. good to know so now you yeah. know like I just need coke I need um like soy sauce I need sesame oil like I just know specific things like garlic I wouldn't use ginger that much because of x like it just has a more like it brings out like different tastes and I don't want that uh-huh. so um that's why um but growing up I was always helping my mom in the kitchen and then like freshman year sophomore year of high school I became vegetarian and my mom was like no, I'm not cooking for you only. <laughs> like, go cook your own stuff. So I, like, got really into cooking from that. Yeah. My mom was really into, like, testing recipes and things mm. like that. So she would always, like, she would make me, like, um, like vegetarian burgers and things like that. And she would, like, change up the toppings inside. Or um, she would try to figure out ways to make, like, some vegan foods that are vegetarian foods that I usually wouldn't get. Like, for example, bulgogi was one. Or um honey butter garlic chicken was really popular like my senior honey butter garlic chicken okay it's really good um but my mom like obviously we call korean fried chicken kfc too so um for preference i'm gonna i'm gonna call it kfc (laughs) so kfc is really popular and they have honey butter garlic um like flavor and so my mom wanted to do the same way but like for me like so she made seitan which is like a vegan meat made mm-hmm. out of like high glutinous flour and so she did that she did it with tofu she tried it with like 
different things um so then i could also have it but she wanted to like try to go more vegetarian than meat eating because of like just how much like fat and cholesterol there is and so my mom is trying different ways to like lower that or like um have certain more like have certain nutrients be elevated and so that's Mm. like how i got into cooking and then my junior my senior year of high school i had the opportunity to work for a restaurant so um my my this is in wisconsin yeah in wisconsin so my junior year i was actually i had my own food food blog at my school and the (laughs) reason flex (laughs) um like the reason why was because i got caught from the cut from the volleyball team my junior year and i broke both my ankle like i twisted both my ankles right before the tryouts and i was like like it was like i was the only setter blah 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 but i still tried out because like i was like you know what i might as well go for it just in case and we had a whole new coaching staff blah 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 it was just stupid um and actually it set up new doors for me and one of the new doors was like running a food blog on my school's um newsletter and i went up to the teacher and i'm like hi like i love cooking can i make a food blog so i would shoot my own photos i would write my own recipes things like that and i got really into it and then my senior year i was like i want to make more money because i worked at kumon my sophomore junior the tutoring place yeah the tutoring (laughs) place because i did kumon as a child and i was like i don't want to only work at kumon because i feel like as much as i like working with kids like this this is like i i only work like two times a week Mm because it's only open tuesday thursdays i don't know i don't remember um so i was like let's let's work at a restaurant like a dishwasher position's open i interviewed and i was like oh like by the way i have cooking background i would love to learn more about cooking she's like never mind about the dishwasher like she was about to give me like a waitressing job mm-hmm. and i was like i was like i have cooking background blah 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 and she's like never mind about those two why don't you become a prep chef so on after school on friday saturday and sunday i would go in and like prep everything for them like i would make um background it's a nepalese restaurant so i know how to make kind of like fusion american nepalese food like the hmm. the owner was nepalese and so uh i like know how to make like certain like dishes and things like that and uh i became like obsessed like i would always practice my knife skills things like that and so um that's how i got into cooking and I just like fell in love, but I could never see myself do a career about it. It's like more of a hobby. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like you can't have your hobby become a career because then it just ruins it for you kind of moment. I feel that. I really enjoy cooking. Um, and I almost like I wanted to go that route for mm-hmm. a time, but I tried out a commercial kitchen mm-hmm. and I didn't really enjoy it that much. So I decided food science was more my vibe than i know weird chemistry instead of actually cooking but i know it is what it is uh so you became you you did your own blog yeah and i guess that influenced the whole hype about cornell's creme yeah pretty much yeah and then you you were a writer for them Mm -hmm. so how how did you like continue continue like from writer to become president so okay so freshman year i was writing blah 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 freshman spring they were doing elections for vice treasurer and so Mm -hmm. i applied for that got it and then um i was writing still at that time and then sophomore uh i was now treasurer because that's how the position works 
vice treasurer become treasurer. Mm -hmm. And then they were opening up elections for vice president because it was a brand new position. And the president at the time has been there for a while and she didn't want to do it her senior year. So I also applied to be vice president. So uh, sophomore year, I was both vice president um, and treasurer. Mm. And then now here I am, president of CREM, like editor in chief. Uh, so like from vice president then becomes president. president yeah, okay. kind of like the same thing with vice treasurer. And okay. so- um, I don't write as much as anymore. I mm -hmm. only write for, so we recently, we used to only do one semester magazine, my freshman fall and then freshman spring, we do a mid semester magazine and we've been doing that trend from now on. So I only write for a mid semester and then I write my editor's letter, but that's all I write, which makes me really sad because I do miss, um, testing recipes, but I just remember how much, like I have to cook it and then like <laughs> other things, but, um. And like I figure out the theme with my group and it's like amazing. Like I just love it a lot. So what would you say is the process to becoming a member of CREM? Yeah, that's a great question. So we actually just finished, um, obviously we probably when this podcast comes out, we did finish yeah. um, application process, but usually um, applications come out in the beginning of the semester. Um, there's usually a theme with it. So our different like staffing you could be is like, writer, editor, photographer, designers, and then we have a culinary team. The culinary team is like something kind of brand new. We're trying to figure it out since it was created my freshman year and then COVID happened. So we really don't mm. know how to do with the culinary team, but essentially they write recipes for the magazine. And so for example, like if I applied my freshman year, I'll be probably part of the culinary team and not as a writer. Um, so they work on our website, TikTok, and Instagram. Yeah, we have a TikTok. Everyone go check it out. It's Creme de Cornell um, plug. And it's really nice. Um, we're trying to figure that out aspect out just because it's still like kind of in the ebbs and flows, but everything else is pretty standard. Um, for like photography, we would like to see a portfolio and same with design. So if you have InDesign background, um, it's really nice. You um, get to work on our spreads and things like that writing you just have to go with the theme and then editing it's like we would like to see some background of your editing skills so if you worked for like a high school um yearbook or magazine or mm. like if you've done editing in other places like we'd love to see like where you've done um editing but that's like mostly it it's like a really fun process oh we always highly recommend if you don't know what to do go as a writer because we always are short with writing and mm -hmm. we always freak out about that but writing is one of my favorite aspects because you get to see like the person's experience with food i always love reading it because it shows how much passion they have for food but like they bring in a different intersection um i think i'm trying to think one of my favorite pieces was like um i think we did for pop our previous editor-in-chief abby did a piece on um making cocktails with different songs like she listened to. Ah. And so like one of them was like Toxic by Britney Spears and um, she made a cocktail for that. It was really fun. Was it green? I I think so. I, I hope. I really want to make these cocktails because now I'm of age and so. Right. <laughs> uh, and so I feel like it'll be fun listening to the music while also drinking the cocktail. Ooh. Um, but I highly recommend that. That was like our spring 21 magazine called Pop. Um, last semester was Elements, our, you know, Maria, yes. uh, Maria's our events chair and she wrote about 
Uncle Iroh's tea and how it blended in with food and how it um, brought them wisdom within like the Avatar um, scene. And I really enjoyed that one because as an Avatar fan, it's just nice to see like some recognition like for Avatar, but also like where elements actually came from was like from my Avatar sticker on my computer. So no way. It was like we were sitting around and we're like, okay, let's think of ideas. And someone's like, I like your sticker. And I was like, oh, it's the elements. And we're like, elements, yes. All right. Like, okay. So what's the ideation process behind this? Like how do I figure out what theme it is? Yeah. Whatever, like as an e-board, we have like about 12 depends 12 to 17 people depending on the semester mm -hmm. um because we might have vice treasurers or like vice people and things like that um essentially what we do is we sit around a circle and we're like kumbaya kumbaya we're holding <laughs> hands and we like hum i'm just joking <laughs> um essentially what we do is i'm like hi ideas anybody i have no ideas and mm -hmm. people just shout out ideas and then we're like what can go in that idea have we done it in the past um, another idea is like, um, is it redundant for something? Cause like, I think we we're about to do like a wellness one, but we did going green a couple years ago and that's like mm. recycling, like things like that. Cause we did it, our launch was on earth day. And so that's why we did that. Um, so that's like partially how most of our themes come or like people are like, oh, I've always wanted to do that. For example, like this semester's theme is celebration. So, um, people, I think last semester, I feel like that's pretty valid. Yeah, like, like that celebration. Like I think one of our staff members wanted to do something about pride, especially like pride cookies, mm. um, which I thought was really cute. But I was like, pride is like, like very niche. Like if you think of pride, like what can you bring in food other than like uh, the LGBTQ plus community or like I'm prideful for my food or like things like that. And so we wanted to be more in a positive light and we're like, oh, celebration like you could think about anything like from traditions to how you celebrate your birthday which is a tradition or from like different holidays out there or um other things um and then that's our semester mag and our mid-semester is like i don't know how to call it we're thinking of cornell yearbook which we're going or oh it's called dine with me and dine with me is essentially us going to different dining halls around campus <laughs> and writing about it and like it's essentially like Ooh. I need that. I need that. <laughs> it's like finding it, like what is your favorite dining hall? Not even yeah. dining hall or like just a place to eat on campus that take anything like either BRBs or just cash or anything like that. Because hmm. um, we were like thinking about like, oh, it'd be really fun to talk about our like fondest memories for these dining halls that we have. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's partially why we chose that one. Um, and I'm excited for that one. I like really like that one. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about it. But yeah, highly recommend coming. It's coming out, I think, March 25th. So mm -hmm. check it out, people. I don't know when this podcast is coming out. But uh, well, we'll find out. We'll um, find out. Probably it's going to be out and like the magazine is going to be out. But check it out, you guys. Yeah. Uh, so you're president now. Yeah. What are your plans? <laughs> my, <laughs> my hopes and aspirations for Krem. I'm low-key, I'm on this, like, idea that I'm going to quit all my clubs. Oh, <laughs> my senior year. Cut, cut. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, I think my senior year, I think I'm going to be, like, elderly person that was on creme. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but here's the mentor. Um, I'm definitely uh. going to write still. Um, no matter what, I think I'm going to write my senior year. I just don't think I'm going to be on eboard just because, like, obviously I'm going to do other things, get, finding a job 
I'm cats, things like that. So I feel like there's not a lot of time. And I kind of want to enjoy my senior year with, like, friends other than being in clubs. Right. Uh, so, but I know for sure that I cannot let Krem go. I know mm-hmm. I'm not – maybe I'll do photography. I don't know. Design. I always want to learn InDesign and things like that. But specifically, I definitely think I'm going to write um, for Krem as, like, either a staff member or someone just, like, writing okay. just casually. So let's – get a bit more personal and talk about you as a student on campus oh my gosh okay um what has been your highest high while being here Ooh, that's a great question hmm. i think my like academically or like socially we can do both <laughs> <laughs> i'm not letting you out <laughs> gosh i think my highest high was when I liked it really good on the Orgo prelim. <laughs> I think I never, I think I still have it framed in my room. Like, that's valid. Like, mm, chemistry at Cornell is not, it's not easy. It's not, it's not fun. Easy. It's really not fun. I think, especially like Orgo is known as a weed out class. Yeah. And when I saw that, just tears, just straight <laughs> tears. And at that moment, I like called my dad. And my mm-hmm. dad like sent me like stuff. Like he sent me like a Aww. card because he he was just so proud of me. And I was like, thanks, dad. Like this, I really appreciate this. And like, dad I, did go to Cornell, by the way. Yeah, my dad went to Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think he was just really proud of me because he's like he knows how hard the class was, and he just like it was also during a pandemic too. So he's like, oh, like people might have cheated and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so like just knowing that I did really well without having like having good morals while taking it was like one of the best things in my whole entire life um i think my highest high i'm trying to think because like i feel like i have a lot of highest highs um Mm -hmm. like amongst friends and things like that um i'm trying to think i think my one of my highest highs was for my 21st birthday Mm-hmm. I brought my parents. If you don't know what level B is, <laughs> I don't know if I want this on the internet. Actually, now that I really think about it, <laughs> okay. Albert, Technical we're... difficulties. Cut. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my highest high. But uh, let's think of a second one. I think my highest high was. It's not a. It's not like a memory. It's just like a flex. I think. And my flex is that my, the first person I met at Cornell is still my best friend to this day. That is my flex. Cool. And so you met her, Maggie. Maggie. Yeah. I did not know it was Maggie. Maggie is my first friend at Cornell. I. She came up to me. And she's to like, be honest, I share the same thing because Jordan was my first friend at Cornell. And yeah. She's like my best friend on campus. I know. Like that's kind of crazy. It's crazy because like we have opposite schedules like she's an engineer i'm like he's an engineer yeah i barely see her yeah mm. it's kind of gross I'm just, I'm just <laughs> no, no, it's kind of gross it's, it's from me i'm sorry maggie we don't we don't mean to like do like tomato tomato moment <laughs> but um but like we barely see each other and like yeah. how long we've been friends for like we carve out time for each other and mm-hmm. to just like catch up and like i just know that I'm like, that's like my biggest flex is like when I talk to people who say, oh, I don't hang out with my O week friends. I'm like, oh, I still hang out with my like <laughs> the first person like who introduced me to her. Like, yeah. 
was like so amazing but yeah honestly um there's some people that before they came they asked me why cornell um and like what makes it so great and to me it's always been the people mm-hmm. that i've met here um and then since they've came here they've also shared that sentiment that it's really the people that um that are really great when you meet them here despite all the cold and depression but uh, <laughs> no 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 i i agree with that because like i feel like even though cornell has the stigma of like what it is mm-hmm. i feel like the people really like you're in it together kind of moment for sure like people when people ask me it's like oh aren't you scared that cornell's gonna have like people are backstabbing you and i was like i have not experienced that i've never experienced anyone who put like <laughs> a random chemical in my like gen chem lab yeah. stuff like i've never experienced that like i've only seen people who pick me up in my life here mm-hmm. and who's genuinely like and very sincere about who they are like i remember i have multiple friends that i could go to when i'm like can we can we unpack about what just happened to me this week and mm-hmm. like talk about it like we don't even have to be like like, we don't even have to go for drinks. We don't have to, like, go for lunch. Like, we would sit there for hours on my couch just yeah. to talk about it. Or, like, they would call me and be like, yo, I saw this. Like, are you okay? And things mm-hmm. like that. It's like they check up on you even though you barely see them because everyone's so busy. But it's really genuinely the people. Like, once you have a friend here, they're there for you. Like, Most like deaf. ride or die kind of moment. I was like, wow, this is crazy. <laughs> All right, so let's get into... How you have food dreams. <laughs> My um, favorite topic. The way I understand it is you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. You dream about some sort of concoction. Mm-hmm. There's no basis for it. And you wake up and you make it. And it comes out fire. I have experienced this with your mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very shook. It was miso mac and cheese. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Explain that. So Go a bit in depth. Um... Growing up, I always had weird dreams. It doesn't have to be with food. It could be just, like, random stuff. Like, mm-hmm. if you ever see me, ask me about my white whale dream. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, one of my favorite dreams to talk about because I only get it during, like, really hard test exam stuff. But I still don't know what recurring. it Recurring. It's, like, a recurring dream. Oh, boy. Um, But my food dreams essentially is, like, oh, I just know, like, certain flavors would go well together. So, for example, my mac and cheese one. So, I just know... Miso has this umami-esque flavor and, mm-hmm. like, very salty. But once it's diluted, you can't really find the saltiness that much. So I'm like, oh, it would be really good with cheddar, gruyere, things like that. And so I'm like, yes, let's make this a real thing. But I wish I didn't use bow tie. I wish I used ones that are more, like, like shell or, like, yeah. things that could hold in. Like, I like my mac and cheese a little bit watery. So then, like, later mm-hmm. on, it could be, like, more sticky from like cheese that i put in right so i did that but um i made it again with caitlin oh um without caitlin i just gave it to her but (laughs) i think the first time i made it non-vegan right i put actual milk if i remember correctly you added yogurt oh okay yeah so i didn't put yogurt the second time but i put like almond milk in it it was okay like i just don't like the nuttiness of it because of the almond Sorry, I need to sneeze. Go ahead. Achoo. Achoo. No, I'm just joking. Um, I guess I don't need to sneeze. But um, 
But instead of putting red pepper flakes in like, like um, putting it with the butter in the beginning, I put chili oil at the end. Mm. So good. Unbelievable. Made it my life. Left my chili oil at Caitlin's place. Please give that back to me. <laughs> but it made it so much better. So like, for example, like I would just, I just know flavors go well with each other just depending on like what I had that day. So for example, I made um, miso maple braised leeks for some friends of mine. Um, mm-hmm. And I just had so many, so much leeks, so many leeks um, in my apartment. Not like literal leeks, but like the food leeks. Uh-huh. And um, I had a dream the other night and I had mushrooms. So I made potato mushroom leek soup. You had mushrooms in your dreams? No, 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 no. Like I had mushrooms in my fridge, like oh. shiitake. Like okay. I just had like random mushrooms. I just had a lot of mushrooms in my fridge. And I was going to make like shallots with like uh vegan sh- like scallops with them mm-hmm. um but i decided to make this mushroom potato leek soup so good it was creamy mushroom potato leek soup so essentially what i did is like i have vegan butter uh-huh i um put a white onion leeks uh no garlic because i ran out of garlic in my apartment apparently <laughs> so tragic and then um i had dill so i put some dill inside let that um, sweat it out a little bit. Make sure it's translucent. From there, I added mm-hmm. salt, pepper, bam. Then I added um, my mushrooms and potatoes. I di- I cubed them for my potatoes. And then um, let it sweat it out, marinate a little bit in the beautiful concoction that I made. And then I put vegetable stock, um, like a cup of vegetable stock and a cup of Oat milk, made it creamy, and then put more dill and more um, leeks. So good. I was so amazed. And then <laughs> I also have this, like, umami, like, flavored powder from Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. And I put that in because, like, umami with mushrooms obviously is going to go well together because right. they have the same flavor complex. And bam, that was my, that was, like, real life. You're insane. Magician. Yeah. Magician over thank here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I usually have like really weird dreams about like foods that I want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was the maple. Um, actually, this was not a dream. This was just on TikTok, and I've been thinking about it for a while. Mm-hmm. Which is like a miso, um, miso maple braised leeks. I never had leeks in my life. They look like huge shallots. Like if you put like if you enlarged a shallot yeah. or a chive, that's what a leek looks like. Uh-huh. Uh, not a shallot. I mean chives. What the heck? Um. If you enlarge a chive, that's what a leek looks like. It's like circular grass. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I never had that, but I just know they have like very, it's like like an aromatic pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I just know like certain things will go well with it. So I like how you just piece these things together. You're just like, I haven't really had it, but like I kind of know what its properties are. And then you just make something with it that's fire. Like, come on now. No, it's okay. ridiculous. I think the other thing is like I also like to read a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I think it's like partially because I read like or I would listen from a podcast or something like that, mm. or I'd watch a YouTube video on it. And I'm like, okay. Or I would see a recipe and I'm like, oh, it has this. So I'm assuming it does this. Like at this step, they they sweat out the leeks with the onions. Like obviously, I know that's going to be an aromatic and it's going to like leak into the. I see. Leak into I see the, the butter. Logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I could figure, I could piece things together that I'm like, oh, that makes sense when to do it. Like, for example, like cinnamon mm-hmm. doesn't have to be in sweet things, like savory things. Like I, I love cinnamon and beef. 
Really? It's my thing. Interesting. Have you ever tried someone? What was? It, what is it called when you put beef inside, like uh, air, like an air plate, like a room type? <laughs> I can't even speak English right no. now. <laughs> um, what is it called? Like it's not braising the meat. It's like you just leave it in the air, and then like it just oh dry age. Yeah. yeah. Someone dry aged it with cinnamon, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Was it Guga Foods? Probably. Probably. I don't know. He dry ages. <laughs> that person dry ages everything. So then as a person who writes for Creme, what, what are your favorite outlets to like read up on mm. recipes? or like? Okay. It really depends on what you want. So if you want like a recipe that you never heard before, I usually go for Bon Appetit. I know Bon Appetit. I know Bon Appetit. Like I used to wash it like religiously. Claire and Brad, my mm. guys. But like they became kind of canceled, but I still enjoy their. Yeah, canceled. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like Adam Rapport, the previous. I don't know who's the new who's the new editor in chief of um, Bon Appetit. Go search him up. Like I gotta search up Bon Appetit. Getting canceled. But like, um, continue. It, it was like this whole fiasco, and a lot of people from Bon Appetit quit. Like that's why Claire has her own YouTube channel. I now. see. Uh, and they quit because they realize. There's not a lot of diversity in the Food Network, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, so Bon Appetit is trying their best to make it more diverse and things like that, which I really appreciate now. Um, it's kind of sad that it had to happen because of what was going around at the time. And, like, they didn't realize that on, the, on their own. Um, but I'm glad they have more diverse, uh, like, staff members, especially, like, I have you ever heard of Harasa Sauce? Yes. I never heard of it until, like, this past week where I made, like, Rasa sauce with eggplants and fried capers. Ah, uh, yes, I saw that. That looks yeah. nutty. Looks I I found that on Bon Appetit, and I was like, wow. Fun fact: I only tried it because I never liked eggplant growing up, and I really wanted to see if it's me gaslighting myself that I never liked eggplant, mm -hmm. or it's like a genuine thing. I really don't like eggplants. <laughs> like <laughs> the harasa sauce did not. <laughs> the harasa sauce did not help. But I tried it with like my homemade naans that I made the other day, uh -huh. and yes, harasa sauce and naan slaps. Go okay. for it. Um, I want to try it with like a fried rice style mm -hmm. later on, or maybe if I was thinking about like a garlic bread, like a cheesy garlic bread that with harasa mm. sauce, I feel like that will go well. Moving on, um, <laughs> going back to Bon Appetit, I really enjoy their recipes, especially for things that you don't usually see in your life. But issue is that like a lot of their recipes that they have, you have to go out of your way to get a lot yeah. of their ingredients. That's what I don't appreciate about it. Um, a place that I really like for like just casual stuff is just like I think majority of my recipes I get from my mom, for example, like how to make certain tofu dishes or how to make like some of my vegan stuff. Like my mom just sends me stuff. Uh or like for example, like if I She sends you links or like she sends you like her own her, my, her own stuff. So like for example, like her bulgogi recipe, instead of like having actual meat, I substitute it for beyond burger meat and things like that. Very nice. So like whatever I grew up with, I just like replicate it but vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So that's how like some of the recipe testing stuff comes in. Um, but like if I want to find like um actual um I'm trying to think of the YouTuber right now. I'm like blanking out on everyone that I think of right now. But like um she's this Korean Korean lady who has her own YouTube channel. Um, Does she have like a kind of soft voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never yeah. shows her face, just like no, 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 oh, no. Never mind that. She's like this like Korean mom, and she has her own YouTube channel. I really, 
Manchi. 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 Yeah. I love Manchi. She has like a lot of good Korean food. Um, I usually try to do that with vegetarian stuff. Uh, I know like certain things that I do and do not like um, in foods. So like I like spicy food. So like I would buy like the vegan chicken strips. Not mm-hmm. like the ones that are chicken tenders, like the ones that look like fried, but like actual looks like chicken. And I would like stir fry that in with like chili oil and things like that. Or a great place is TikTok. I never realized how TikTok has really good foods, but I really appreciate like what they put out. I made like a cheesy garlic bread because of TikTok. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Um, for sweet things, I usually go to Claire Scaffitz, obviously, mm-hmm. queen. Um, she makes a lot of good sweets but like a lot of really easy recipes like she goes down to the basics of how to do everything and it's really interesting because you learn so much from her um for cocktails and things like that i just search up (laughs) this is kind of bad but like (laughs) single like not single moms like suburban moms (laughs) the suburban mom like blog stuff they slap top tier top tier for cocktails home wives really be going in no they make really good cocktails and i think this is like something i talked about with like some people in crown like suburban moms make the best cocktails because like i don't know maybe they just like like sweet things blah 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 but like they know how to make their good cocktails like Mm -hmm. go for them um like sangrias and things like that um i'm getting because I'm 21, I've been wanting to figure out like more like drinks and food pairing, not only alcoholic, but non-alcoholic drinks. Mm-hmm. And so I've been like trying to figure out like, oh, like what drinks go well with this moment or this moment and things like that. You should talk to Haley. Oh, yeah. Taking a class. That's cool. Um, so I've been really into that recently. But I think that's like the big things I go for or when I like want a recipe, I just search it up online and it's whatever the first link, whatever with the most stars and the most reviews I choose. That's like the one I choose. Um, when I just want recipes, but yeah. Okay. Um, so we're, we're going to wrap up with this last question. Okay. What is a piece of advice you'd give an incoming college student? It doesn't have to be Mm. Cornell. Like in terms of food or like (laughs) in terms of like everything, everything, everything. Okay, I think the biggest piece of advice is start organizing. It doesn't matter what. Mm. Organization is key, I realized. Um, Not only on your calendar, but like how you live. Um, If you have a set routine, you're going to stick with that for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, And routines are important because if you get off of that routine, you'd feel so bad about yourself. Um, But the other thing is, like, you want to make sure your teen has healthy things. I feel like a thing that I became really, like, I should take my own advice at this point. But something that's really unhealthy (laughs) that I do is, like, I would push off, like, certain things to the very end because I'm like, oh, I could do that anytime. Like, for example, meditate or affirm myself for the day or, like, like, brush my hair, like, things like that. Like, I'm like, oh, I could do that whenever. But having a set schedule of doing those things is gonna set you up for success no matter what because you're like taking time for yourself like i feel like i don't take time for myself that often but like when i do i feel like i am more um not like comparable but like more i'm like able to do more things um Mm -hmm. just because like i just resetted my brain a little bit like it doesn't have to be watching a tiktok it could be just like 
doing Wordle, for example. I'm not a huge Wordle person. I'm the New York Times crossword person, but like doing that or reading like three or four pages or I like to crochet. So crocheting something or things like that. Make sure you're taking the time to not only do the stuff you need to do, but like the stuff that your mind wants, like that needs to do because then you're taking a break for the day. Gotcha. All right. Thank you for coming. No problem. I really appreciate all the info about creme and a little student advice. Yeah, we'll wrap it up here. Perfect. Cool beans. That's it for this episode. Thank you for visiting Bert's World. Make sure to follow the podcast wherever you're listening. If you'd like to view the conversation as well as listen, visit my YouTube channel, Bert's World Podcast. Follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter for updates, behind the scenes, and to engage with me. Music and socials in the description. See you on the next episode.